Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Don't score! Shane Doan. Shane Doan got a piece of it. I think this goal is going to go to the captain. Captain Coyote. Shane Doan sends a one-hopper on that. He scores! The captain. Coyote's legend Shane Doan. Up early to talk Coyote's hockey with Bickley and Murata. Shot by Shane Doan. He scores! Yes, uh, Shane Doan joins us for his weekly visit. Uh, I, I understand a two- segment visit with Shane Doan. And we no, don't have to worry no. about a phone connection today, <laughs> Donor, because he's in the studio with us. The second segment, we're going to open the door to the producer and unleash Donor on Jared. Yes! yes. Uh, no, I no, am no, going to no. get him. Remember the, day, remember the day you, that Gamble oh. thought he could mess with you? Remember that? When Gamble's oh, like, I'll yeah. take you on. You're just a hockey Look, player. Laugh for nothing. Let's mix it up, Donor. <laughs> <laughs> and you had him in a headlock in a nanosecond, and he's like, stop! Uh, well, he th- he real- I realized that in a boxing match, you might be able to beat me because that's points generated right but in a fight it's different yeah <laughs> right. it's a little different yeah i mean there's less science in the hockey fight probably I, we've ta- we've talked about hockey well, fights i'd still take you in a boxing match oh, oh without a doubt there's a big difference in weight class <laughs> oh yeah. Big, yeah and i mean that in a good way you yeah. know what i mean that's, well, thanks yeah. thanks right. Rick. i appreciate yeah, that of course. Yeah. uh yeah. we uh had the opportunity we we've, we've talked to javier gutierrez we talked to bill armstrong we had uh, bear in studio the first time we met him in person and um we that mentioned was, the I, fact that is it? that was the first time I met him okay. in person. Yeah, all right. Um, I didn't mean to speak for oh, you. I'm sorry, sorry. I, didn't mean to, I didn't mean to interrupt you. Go on. No, but when we talk to you and and you always give your your your, your reverence, your thoughts on Andre Turney with what he's done, and now it it makes it always made sense. It makes more sense. I mean, that seems to be the perfect guy at the controls uh, as a head coach of a of a rebuilding team. It it. I, I can't stress it enough how impressed I am by him. I mean, that is give Bill huge props for finding a guy like Andre. I got to know him before we before we signed him at the World Championships and got to spend some time with him over there and was so impressed. But it's the consistency of the daily message is always the same. There's a saying that if you want to if you want to be found serious or if you want to be taken serious you have to be consistent and he does it in spades that guy is and yet he's relational he's all about understanding the human side of the of the guys and he holds people accountable like he does not they they love him except they know that hey this is the rules you abide by them and you do it and you play a certain way and you'll be rewarded and if you don't There'll be consequences, and it's amazing how good he is. Now, Jared, did you hear that? If you want to be taken seriously, <laughs> be consistent. Do you have a, do you have a pen? Do I don't want to be. I don't want to be taken seriously. <laughs> Andre Turigny, he's sitting here talking, and he's kind of disarming because yeah. he comes off as a very. But then you, you kind of you see the hardcore in oh, the yeah. eyes. You can yeah. see it; it's there. Oh yeah. yeah, and he is. He's very dis. But he has a. He's a driver. Like he's a guy that just. He pushes people, and he doesn't. He doesn't back down. It's fun to watch practice when he decides that that's enough. Like he's, he'll have fun with guys. He he enjoys the guys. But if there's you know two or three passes are not being you know executed properly, if the drill's not going the way that he wants, it's not a. It, there's a there's bark to there's a little bite to the bark. Gotcha. And it's Good. it's fun to watch. Shane Doan joining us in studio for his uh, weekly visit here on uh, Newsmakers Week and part of the news with the Coyotes. Unfortunately, the streak is over, but nine straight games w- with a point with, uh, and a couple of those games too. 
they get the point, they lose in overtime, but just overcoming huge deficits, which, uh, I mean, it's not the recipe for success that you want to sustain, but it just goes to show the fight in this team. You know what, and, and, and at this point of the season when the situation isn't, you know, it's not like you're looking here, I think we were 18 points out of the wild card in spot, so it's not, it's it's a little difficult, but. I give the guys credit, Clayton Keller and, and Schmaltzy and those guys, Krauser, um, they've been putting their nose down and just keep going. And it doesn't matter what's happening or going on around them. They keep showing up and uh, I, I'm impressed, so impressed. And like you said, the, the 5-1 game in L.A., L.A.'s got a really good defensive team. They don't give up a lot. Um, they do a really good job of, of locking games down and yeah. for us to come back in that game well, is huge. The, and the running joke is the re, the rebuild is going so well, the team can't even tank properly. That's what the joke has become. <laughs> Well, obviously, um, that's uh, that's that's, we're in a situation where uh, everyone's aware of who the guy is that's available at the first pick, and uh, there's an element that there's probably a few teams that would like that pick, and uh, yeah, we're probably one of the teams that, if the situation was right, yeah, we'd like that pick. Well, your GM even walked in here, and his first words out of his mouth were, "Was I think was we're on a heater, boys." Uh, Yeah, (laughs) as only a true Canadian can say. Yeah, yeah, that's good. That's. There's a lot. There's a lot of heaters up in Canada. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, we've talked to you about the uh, the subject of the T word a lot mm-hmm. over the years. It's not just a hockey thing. We're starting to see it kick in in basketball at this time of the schedule. We've seen it recently in, in football. But one of those things that the T word doesn't take take into account is the guys on the ice. There's so much professional pride uh, for for these guys that are that are competing and. The, the future is uncertain for those guys, so of course they're going to play hard. I, I, I mean, <laughs> every single player, I believe, thinks they can win if they play their best game. Like you, you have to have that deep inside you that if I play my best, I'm better than everybody. And I think that there's no way around that, that you have to have that in your players in order for them to make it to the to the highest level in their sports. And so when you put a group of guys on the ice, that when they believe that and their coach instills that, that if you're your best, you can beat anyone, it starts to grow. And uh, it, to watch it and to – it's not every night because, I mean, that's the difference, I think, is um, when you – the elite, elite players – if they don't bring their best game, they can still win. Yeah. But there, if you're in the, if you're a professional hockey player, baseball player, basketball player, football player, if you bring your absolute A game, you could beat anybody. That's how close the the whole every league is, and Bear just gets the most out of his guys. You know, it, it, here's the difference, and you you can speak to this better than anybody because you were in this dressing room. There was a time when. Don Maloney and Dave Tippett lost their relationship over the T-word, where the GM wanted to, the head coach was insulted by it. Nothing was ever the same after that. And you could understand Don's intentions at that time. We all want the same thing, a better tomorrow. It seems like there's a there's an acknowledgement that everything about the Coyotes right now is temporary, from the rink they play in to 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 the to where they're at and the standings and all that. But there's also this there. It, it seems there's the spirit of cooperation that everyone understands and believes that there's something better on the other side. Yeah, and, and, and obviously the you don't want to be where we're at for very long. Like yeah. we're. we're 
the situation is is probably not ideal for as a fan to be cheering for the team to win a Stanley Cup. It's going to be tough for the next couple of years. But at the same time, um, you look at the way that the league is, and especially in the NHL, it you have to build through the draft. And people have come in and, and maybe thought that they could do it different ways. But that's the only way you can do it is that you have to go through you the gotta, draft. You got and you've got to be able to roll one elite line after another after another. You, you see this in the NHL playoffs. You, you get in the first round, you go, okay, the Coyotes could hang with them, and then you get deeper and deeper and deeper, and you're like, okay, you get to these teams that that get all the way through it, and it's one, it's relentless. It is, and it's their blue line, it's their goaltending. There isn't a weakness anywhere in their group. The, you, you look at what you go to Tampa Bay, and and you see what they've done. You look at what Colorado's done in the last little bit, and it is, it's. It's nine, ten forwards deep of elite players, and on the blue line, it's five D-men deep, and they got an all-star goalie. Like, yeah. other than that, you're, you're, <laughs> yeah, you're fine. Other than that, yeah, you're, holes. Right. yeah, there's not a lot of holes, and that's and that's and that's hard. And you go through those teams too, and they are built. Their their drivers, the people that push them forward, are all homegrown. Mm-hmm. It's, Andre Terrani was talking the other day about goaltending and and how in the since the since the salary cap era, I think there's only been three, go- two or three goalies that haven't been homegrown to win the Stanley Cup, wow. which blew me away. I, I argued with them for a little bit before I we went through it, and I was like, holy cow. Darcy Kemper was one last yeah. year, and then Dominic Hasek was back with Detroit. But the rest have pretty much all been through... And and Tim Thomas is in there where he he didn't play for another NHL team, but he came on board and play, was in the minors for for Boston, and then kind of came up with them. Um, and so he was a little bit older, but he was homegrown. He was through their system, and it's crazy because everyone thinks you got to trade for a goalie and win the Stanley Cup. And that is, I didn't even realize. It's that. crazy. That's, that's nuts. Donor's going to hang out with us for another segment here on Newsmakers Week, and and we got to get him. Uh, Mono a mono with with Jarrett in some form. Oh, yeah. All right. Can't Can't wait, wrestle him, Jarrett. <laughs> I, no, I'm, I'm saving my stuff for the sports kebab in an hour. So. Oh, when, yeah. yeah when after Shane's, he leaves, Shane's not here. After he leaves. Yeah. 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 fashion. Yeah. Uh, we'll continue right. our discussion with Shane Doe next year on Newsmakers Week. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Arizona Sports, the local sports leader. Newsmakers Week with Bickley and Murata Mornings, the Arizona Coyotes. Yeah, Newsmakers Week continues. Our final day, our cavalcade of guests includes uh, Shane Doan, Coyotes Chief Hockey Development Officer, who joins us in studio. Uh, Dona, thanks for hanging out for a second segment. Appreciate it. Yes. Um, when we had Bill Armstrong in earlier this week, I asked him about, all right, you know, progress on a rebuild. And, and the rebuild is certainly acknowledged by everybody with the Coyotes. We've talked to you about it on, on several occasions. He said 40%. And that seems like uh, there's a lot to go. It could change quickly. But I always go back to 2012, and that was, I think, uh, and maybe you'll disagree with me, that, to me, was the epitome of what we could see Phoenix being an NHL hockey city. And I remember getting ready to go to my sister's house for a playoff viewing party to watch the Coyotes. And I'm buying chips and dips. And somebody at the at a supermarket says, you're having a party to watch the Coyotes. And I was like, what, what city am I in? <laughs> what would that mean to you when the, when the Yotes get back to that organization or, or get back to that level yeah. as an organization? Oh, man. I mean, I believe that at my core that this 
that could be this city if you do it right. Like that is, there is no question in my mind. I, and obviously because we lived through it a little bit, mm-hmm. but also the the city as a whole is such, um, and it doesn't, there's no way around it. We're, the city's an event-based city where we support winners. We do because there's so many options. Like yes. you, can, you don't just have to go and be a, a, a Suns fan or a Cardinals fan. You can be a Diamondbacks fan. You could go to the Phoenix Open. You can go over to the NASCAR event. You can have the Fiesta Bowl or the Super Bowl comes to town. So it's all these other things that you can do. Mm-hmm. And so if you're not, and you've witnessed it with the Suns, when the Suns weren't very good, they didn't get very many people. And oh. now you can't not you can't get into a game because mm-hmm. they've done a good job and you look at what J- James Jones have done and and it's just and Monty Williams what an incredible job they've done in that group it's fun to watch uh, I went to playoff games I went to the Suns playoff games because I like to go to see a winner play and if yeah. we can do that mm-hmm. as an organization and do it right this place is more attractive than pretty much any other city in the NHL, the NBA. It's an amazing... There's a reason why 220,000 people move into Maricopa mm-hmm. County every single year because it's a great place to live. And so if you do it right, it will be supported, but you have to do it right. You know what else the Valley supports, donor? Air conditioning. <laughs> and going into a cold <laughs> rink in May, there's something really cool about that here. Oh, you I, I experienced it in your last run, right, when you guys yeah. got to the Western Conference Finals. I remember it's it's like 100 in hell outside, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and you roll into a rink, and you're like, ooh, this is a good sensation. I like this, right? So uh, the playoff hockey would hit here better than most places, I would think. And then secondarily, the shame of it all is anybody who's watched playoff hockey, especially in person, you know there's nothing like it. So the one thing this audience in this market has missed is the very thing that can make this place elevate really quickly as a sports town, and that is a steady diet of hockey at its best. Mm-hmm. And, and, and as you guys have mentioned, that year, that run, if you had followed it up... Like once, like you need to get some consistent. Like yeah. it goes back to what we said as in, as we joked with Jared about being taken seriously. You yes. have to be consistent, Such and a that's great point. and that's really what it it really is. Like you have to find a way to whet the appetite and then keep giving them a little bit more and a little bit more and have that future and that hope of like, oh, we're going in the right direction. That's what's making the sun so great. Like right now, we can't stop talking about it because. Hey, they got Kevin Durant, and that future looks good. And so because of it, let's talk more. Let's get more excited about it. Let's bring in more about it. Let's talk. And that's Mm – we just have to find a way to do that. And it's not easy. In hockey, it's hard, and you have to do it the right way. I started thinking about that subject, and I started thinking about, you know, your early days in Arizona when you had – you know, you were part of that group with Jeremy. Oh, you remember those teams, don't you, Vinny? That was Drake. That was Drake. Um, But you guys were a playoff team every year, and there was a buzz. There was a lot of talk about the Coyotes. But I I started to think about it even more, uh, and it was an exciting time with with you guys moving from Winnipeg to Arizona. I'd never have asked you this question, I don't think. If I have, tell me to shut up. Had you been to Arizona? No. Before? I mean... 
that was it was unbelievable when we landed here. So we flew in for the All Star break the year that we moved the year before we moved down. Um, the ownership flew us all down, families, everyone. And when we landed, we had a big convention at the at the convention center. It was crazy. I got off. I got given. I got given a cactus. I'm 19 years old. I'm going back to I'm going back to Winnipeg. Did you water it? I yeah. I didn't know what to do. I I, I, I think I left it in my hotel, which they, is awful. Did but. they give you? They would have given you grief trying to bring it back. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. I'm like, I don't know what to do with this, but it's great. And it's I had no idea that I would fall in love with the valley and the the state the way I have. And when I came, I, and then I remember well, driving, coming from that beautiful cosmopolitan city of Winnipeg. <laughs> I mean, uh, of course you you would have you'd be skeptical. Yeah. No, that's going to make headlines <laughs> over in Manitoba, Big. I'm sorry, bro. Keep I, going. I remember driving past. Uh, it was like a crosswalk, and as we we're my wife and I were, were driving past a, a crosswalk, and with the real estate agent, they were kind of showing us around. And I look over, and the and the buttons like in Scottsdale, some of the buttons are up like at six and a half, seven feet high, and I'm like, why the heck is a button way up there? <laughs> and they're like, well, this is for we have horses crossing, and and they put the crosswalk button in some spots, of, some parts of Scottsdale, really high to put. I was like, wait. You can ride horses and like through the town, and that's where the love and affair I'm like, started. Oh my goodness! This is my place. This is my place. I found my forever yeah. home. Yeah, you first find out there's like cattle tracks in the road. Oh, like, it's Whoa. crazy! It's crazy! It's so. And, and hey, I agree. And when we when we did come down, it was it like downtown. I mean, you guys remember it? Mm-hmm. It was Jared the dog. I think made it a couple times. And <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. But uh, it was it was up in the. It was just a great place to play hockey. Like, and the fans and the people were so behind us. The whiteout was amazing, yeah. and it happened repetitively year after year. And we kind of always thought we were going to break through. And you look at that team, and we had a great team. Um, it was exciting. It's a great place to watch hockey unless you were in section two hundred one row A. Yeah, <laughs> then it you're was, not seeing the goal, my no. man. No, but, but other than that, it was fabulous. And you might, <laughs> and you might got a hit by a puck yeah, because right. it didn't have netting up for the first like game when we played. It was the scariest thing it's, we we whoa. played in an exhibition game. I I don't remember that. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. I still sweat when both that exhibition game. There's fans staring up at the screen and guys taking a shot, <laughs> getting deflected, and the puck is whizzing by their ear, and they don't even know till it hits a cl- And they're like, what was that? Like, I, And then the next game, they put up the netting. But it was like, oh, my goodness. This is crazy. And then the whole league went wild. Do you know what that netting. insane maniac Jeremy Roenick used to do? Oh. You, you remember the old Chicago Stadium, right? Oh, yeah, okay, yeah. So the press box was in the intermediate level behind one of the goals. We'd all be sitting there with our laptops. He'd fire pucks up into the press box at us. <laughs> Seriously. All of a sudden, boom. He's like, whoa. Sounds like, and you're like, hey. <laughs> like, okay. You almost killed me. Oh, I know. It's funny, isn't it? You got off easy. You just yeah, right. your computer. That doesn't right. kill you. It just hurts a lot. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, it's, in terms of uh, goals for the rest of the season for, for the Coyotes, uh, we talked about them being on a, on a heater, and, and there, you know there are some players developing. We've talked to you recently about Clayton Keller kind of developing into that dependable goal scorer. But what what do you see as goals for the rest of the season? Well, I, well, you go to the coaches' side, and the coaches that that's I get to be around those guys a lot, and they got to get better every day. That's their whole. That's and that's been the message from day one is. We have to be better tomorrow than we were today. Mm-hmm. And you go through that group and you look at, you look like a Valimaki, a guy that they brought in as uh, picked up off waivers, who's a legit defenseman and is having a great year. You go to Michelli, who is 
that kid is special. He is, I think he's leading all all uh, all rookies in assists. He's got. 28 points and 30 or 25 points and and 33 34 games he's just a rookie he's going to be a good player and i'm excited to see what we can do and uh, i know bears going to push them and they're going to keep they're going to keep driving you know this uh because a lot of canadians live in the valley a lot of ex-hockey players live in the valley a lot of current hockey players and coaches live here which means sometimes you'll run into the stanley cup in the valley because it gets passed around people who win it you know you get a Mm -hmm. day with it so sometimes you might be at a restaurant in the valley and there's a dude with his day with the stanley Stanley Cup, right? It's happened to me. And you're like, oh, wow, cool. Can you imagine if that cup ever does come to the Coyotes, given we talk about the great stories left in sports, and we always do it through the context of the Suns. After all the stuff that you two have seen, can you imagine? <laughs> and the other guy I'm talking about is Rich Nair and the fine vice president of everything yeah, for the yeah. Coyotes. That's been here since That's like, here, like he's the been whole here, time. Right, he's yeah. been here the whole time. I right. got yeah. to use that phrase. He's seen a lot of bleep. He's seen a lot of bleep. <laughs> yeah. Right. It, you know what? And there's an element of it that for that group, there's about six or seven guys that have been through the right from almost the very, very beginning for that group for there to be a chance to win it would be so special because it uh, I think when you when you struggle and struggle and and get told that it can't be done and it can't be done and if you ever found a way to do it I think it just means that much more and not saying that it's not you look at like the Montreal Canadiens have won 23 titles the Yankees have won what are they at 23 24 right around the same 26 26 okay you look at even the Lakers and the and the Celtics they're great like it's great it's amazing when they won it but when Milwaukee won it and yeah. what, the, what, yeah. the, what happened oh, yeah. in Milwaukee, like that was unbelievable. And I know the Lakers Cubs like, winning it. Yeah. The Cubs winning it and back. I mean, that's all of a sudden you're just like, man, mm-hmm. it can't you, happen. You got, you got a dream. Yeah. You got a dream. You got to well, keep look dreaming. how close you guys were back in whatever year yeah. that was. 2012. Yeah. yeah. And that was, uh, yeah, that, oh, that was, that was probably the hardest moment I've ever had when I, when I, and I, you knew after we didn't win that, that when we lost that game against LA, that that was probably my only chance I was going to get and hold was out a tough day. That was a hard, <laughs> <laughs> that was a tough night that night that to try was, to figure, yeah. to be yeah. like, Oh, you I were, think that was it. That was like Shane Doan. We've like, we've never seen him yeah. before or heard him yeah. before. Yeah. 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 The most thing you've ever yeah. said, man. That is so good. Yeah. Donor, thanks for uh, Thank coming you, to hang brother. out with us. Hey, appreciate I appreciate it. it. And I'm glad I didn't have to see Jared the whole time. I know well, Sarah Boy. was, I got to see Sarah. She came in and said, hi, which was very appreciative. But Jared, did Jared even get out of his well, no, he's me? still sitting back there hiding in the corner. He's scared. Can, can you hear me, Shane, Not without your head, headphones on? Can you hear me? Can you hear me right now? Wait, put those on real quick, Shane. No, because what is it? That, Come on, Jared. that just reminded me, you said about not seeing. I actually went to a bunch of those games at the old arena that were obstructed view. You could not see the opponent's goal. Luckily, I didn't miss any Shane Doan plays. Oh, Jared, and from the back row. I thought you had to go to break, Ferry. Oh, we do have to go to break. I thought you had to break. Thank you, Jared. Missed you, big man. (laughs) Thanks, Shane.